Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Retronauts Micro. I'm your host, Bob Mackey, and while I've been experimenting with other formats over the past few months, this episode returns once again to the solo format. So once again, it'll be me and me alone talking about a topic that couldn't necessarily fill an entire 90-minute episode. And these off-week episodes are brought to you by our lovely Patreon supporters. Without them, you'd only get two episodes of Retronauts a month, and that would just be criminal. So to begin, let's talk about the early days of the original PlayStation, which is roughly 1994 to 1996 if you weren't keeping track. A relative newcomer to the field, Sony was willing to throw anything against the wall just to see if it would stick. And while this era of games hasn't aged particularly well, it saw weird, fun experiments like Parappa the Rapper and Tale of the Sun, games that came out of the PlayStation's desire to be different. This period of creativity coincided with the beginning of polygonal games, meaning the rules for how to make an experience in a 3D world weren't exactly set in stone. Today we have several safe genres new concepts can safely fit into, but back in the mid-90s, developers were still figuring out how to make polygonal games. And while these honest experiments often led to dismal failures, sometimes they produce some brilliant results. And today on Retronauts Micro, we'll be taking a look at a series that sprung from this era of bold experimentation, Tecmo's Deception. The topic for this episode comes at the request of one of our original Kickstarter backers, John Jay, who wrote in to say, Deception initially appealed to me because I like weird games. I have a collection of strange Japanese PS1 and Dreamcast games, early cooking games, a quote-unquote dream simulator game, a fireworks show simulator, convenience store simulators, and countless pachinko games. As soon as I saw the Japanese version of Deception, I was intrigued because there was the awesome potential for gameplay features popular in games now, crafting, construction, and open-ended gameplay. Of course, the reality of Deception was quite different, more of a strategy game with RPG elements. Of note, the Deception series is one of the few games that dealt with and directly referenced topics of Satan, of interest because its release was during an era still affected by post-PMRC Puritanism. The later games trivialized the satanic element of the game with exaggerated anime characters, though. Satan Nissan, anyone? Lucky for John, I'm a fan of the Deception series as well, which should make complete sense if you have been a Retronauts listener. So, to start things off, the best way to describe Deception would be Home Alone meets the Devil. Uh, The basis of each game focuses on killing home invaders by baiting them into a variety of traps you place yourself. And while the series still persists today, the first entry, released in America in 1996, remains the most different. Deception's debut has much more of a simulation aspect to it. Where the other games offered a prescribed mansion for you to do your dirty deeds, the first deception allows different options for adding new rooms to your house, giving you some control over your environment. Which is probably why the game requires most of a PlayStation memory card to save. While future games would focus more on simply killing your foes, the first deception allows you to harvest their souls for the sake of creating monsters which can assist in helping you take care of invaders. One element that persists throughout the series though is how you're often cast in the role of the bad guy and are often allowed to be bad for some pretty understandable reasons. Most games of the Deception series open with your player character being accused of a crime they didn't commit, causing them to go on the lam and hole up in a conspicuously evil mansion. Here, the quote-unquote heroes of Deception typically make a pact with some dark power, who will assist them in killing the many authority figures who hope to bring you to justice. Sometimes, though, you're tasked with taking out ordinary people, unfortunate souls who wandered into your mansion at the prospect of treasure, and often for moral reasons, 
One of the more infamous levels of the first game, for instance, has you taking out an entire family searching desperately for a way to save their ailing child. While it's true future Deception games would lose a little of the debut's magic and focus on sex appeal with some scantily clad heroines, they're ultimately much more playable. Each of the following Deception games, Kagero, Deception 2, Deception 3 Dark Delusion, and Trapped, each refine the formula established by the first game, making the experience much more playable along the way. For one, the camera is pulled back to a much more manageable third-person view, but the real strength in the Deception sequels can be seen in how Tecmo places a much greater emphasis on comboing your traps. While the first game had you activating these offensive obstacles one at a time, and required you to move to a specific room to place them, the Deception sequels provide much more freedom in figuring out ways to kill intruders. You could, for example, grab a dude with a bear trap on the stairs, roll a boulder towards his stuck body, drop a vase on him after he's crushed, and then watch him wander into a room-specific trap, let's say an Iron Maiden. And since enemies have their own specific strengths and weaknesses, developing the right traps is often just as important as placing them. Anyhow, I hope John and I managed to get you interested in the Deception series with this little podcast. Uh, It's honestly a lot of fun, and not just because the games all have atrocious localizations. To date, I really can't think of anything like it, and luckily Tecmo hasn't completely forgotten about the Deception series. This isn't exactly retro, but the recent Deception 4 is definitely the best iteration of the entire series, made even better by just how many traps you can string together to turn your mansion into some crazy mousetrap game of death. Of course, you'll have to deal with some modern-day skeeviness because enemies' clothes fall off when you damage them, but in Deception 4, it feels more playful and tongue-in-cheek than creepy, and that is always a good thing. The only bad news is PSN doesn't offer many of the Deception games as of this recording. Uh, Currently, you can grab the first game and the uh, unfortunately named PlayStation 2 entry Trapped, that's T-R-A-P-T, but parts 2 and 3 are currently missing in action. Based on a cursory search, though, these two games don't sell for an incredible amount of money, so they shouldn't be too hard to grab. Again, that's as of this recording. Hopefully, the monumental power of Retronauts won't drive up those prices. In closing, thanks so much for listening, and I hope I've encouraged you all to go out there and be your own little Kevin McAllisters, because I think in the passing decades, it's become more than clear that he's always been affiliated with Satan. You guys give up, or you're thirsty for more? So to wrap up, I'd just like to say this show is brought to you entirely by Patreon. It's entirely funded by Patreon. We do not make a profit as of yet, but we really like to. So if you're interested in funding the show, supporting the show, just $2 a month will get you in on our first tier, which gives you access to early episodes. And if you want to donate more, which we encourage, you can get some great physical rewards as well. So please head on over to patreon.com slash retronauts and find out how you can help your favorite classic gaming podcast. At least I hope we're your favorite. And if you're looking for us on the internet, you can always find us at retronauts.com or usgamer.net, our affiliate. Uh, They help support the show by hosting it, and we love those guys. And Jeremy and I also work there for our day job. So if you want to keep us happy, please visit usgamer.net. And you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, Twitch, Tumblr, and many, many, many other things as Retronauts. Following us on social media is a great way to keep track of the show, and we also give announcements about panels and what's coming up next and the future of this little experiment we call Retronauts. 
That's it for me this week. We'll see you next week with a brand new full-length episode of Retronauts. Take it easy. 